Listener supported. WNYC Studios. We lucked out. We got tickets to see Justin Biebs. Yeah, we're very excited about that. We were like dragging him to filth the day before because his rider was released. Oh my God. Let's talk about this. Let me look at this rider. So he needs 10 luxury sedans, 12 white handkerchiefs, two buses, a jacuzzi, and a partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) He also needs 10 containers that will have a ping pong table, a PlayStation, an Iohawk, which is that moving hoverboard, a sofa set, a washing machine, a refrigerator, wardrobe cupboard, a massage table that will be used backstage. Can I just say something really quick? Sure. All of this sounds like he, like, got stoned. Watch The Price is Right. I was like, can you guys give me all the prizes on this show and have that be my writer? <laughs> yeah. What do you need a fucking wardrobe for? He needs a special Indian yoga casket containing aromatic essential oils, jasmine, rose, and camphor incense sticks, and books on chakras and yoga asanas will be placed in Bieber's suite knowing his love for yoga. Okay, no, because he's going to have time to do all this fucking reading when he's in Duluth (laughs) and just did a three-hour show. Oh, yeah? You betcha. Well, it's disrespectful because this is, like, for his trip to India. Like, this isn't for Duluth. Like, this shit would never happen in America. He also needs a hundred hangers, cans of wild berries, and vanilla room fresheners, oh hydrating God. lip balms. Okay, how long is he going to be in India? It better be longer than Julia Roberts was in Eat, Pray, Love. Otherwise, this is outrageous. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, guys, gals, gender nonconforming individuals, it looks like it's time for us to say bye bye. It's something unpredictable, but in the end it's right. I hope you have the time of your life. (laughs) Gosh, I love that song. It's so iconic. I love that. That was. (laughs) Did you just burp? Yeah. (laughs) I love that song, too. But also that singing is ridiculous. Anyway, guys, this was a long way <laughs> to say we are signing off for the season. Season three is in the camp, babies. But don't worry, we'll be giving you lots of bone bones, aka bonus episodes, to enjoy all summer long. Bone, 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 bone. Tell me what you're gonna do with the two dub queens. Just live your life, but still. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't like when your voice hits that low of a register when you sing. But that's like my signature is I to know. go that low. And it really <laughs> bothers me. <laughs> it it keeps me up at night. Why? That's like a note. Like, it's do it note. again. Do it again. What you gonna do with a two-dub queen? <laughs> I think I don't like... That you insist on doing it and you don't quite have a grasp on it. And I don't I have, like <laughs> I don't like how clear it comes out with how little breath you have when you get that low. It's really Dude upsetting. Wins. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like how loud it is. And I feel like it doesn't deserve to be that loud because <laughs> your voice is so frail when you do that. It's really horrific. That is that is like literally why people pay. Money on StubHub to see me live is because I hit that note. (laughs) But before we get to the boner episodes, let's talk about this episode, the grand finale of the season and the special guests we have for you. I'm talking about the one, the only, Mr. Fred Armisen. He was adorbs in his little glasses and his little shoes and his little jacket and his little face. He is taller than us, but the way you describe him, it's like he's literally Vern Troyer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Plus, we have Naomi Ekperigan and Eliza Schlesinger. Okay, here it is, babies. The finale. 
Welcome to the free! Keep it going for Jesse's hair with some blue in it! It's so cool! Thank you so much, I appreciate it. It's just yarn and What's the, the best, one of the best things about being a black woman, a black woman, is that you really can change it and become a completely different person. Yeah. It's called the Rihanna effect. Yes, that's true. And for this, I got it actually during a photo shoot and... No brags. <laughs> yeah, fuck me, right? I know, but... That was like, I got it during a photo shoot that's like, yeah, I had like a great like dinner while getting eaten out. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> anyway, I, I got during a photo shoot, but um, recently I went to a photo shoot. And, you know, it's always a toss-up where you don't know if there's going to be, like, a white lady on set trying to figure yes. out what the fuck is up with this. Yes. And it's really, like, I guess soul-crushing and horrific would be a good <laughs> phrase for it. <laughs> But also, it's really, like, sad. And there's nothing worse than, like, showing up and being like, I'm so excited about my photo shoot, and then having a woman, like, try and, like, put a flat iron on your edges or something. No, I've been there. I've been it's there. It's really it's upsetting. It's so ignorant. It, it is, because, because I it's feel like, like, as a black person, if you grow up in a middle class or upper middle right. class situation, you have to learn about white shit. Like, right. I have to know what a keratin treatment is. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> We have to know about bar class. Right. But like, we have to, like, watch fucking ER. Like, we yeah. had to do that. You gotta get the canon shit right. for white people. Yeah. And I feel like when you go on set and you know it's me, yeah. you look me up, I'm not having, like, basketball wives hair. Like, it's not right. flowing. <laughs> like, Real Houses of Atlanta. You know this yeah. is some shit we gonna have to work through together. Yeah. And so I hate when I get to a set and the woman is just like, really like, this is like her trying to figure out like Breaking Bad season one. Right. Like, what's the formula? How do we get it exact? <laughs> it's, so, it's so infuriating because it's like, just pretend like it's okay. <laughs> just pretend like it's like, yeah. when, like, when, like, no matter like what a guy's penis looks like. When I see it for the first time, I'm like, great! Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I wanted. This is the Just most normal do that dick. with my hair. It's exactly what you wanted. Yep. <laughs> You're like, what a dick, you know? <laughs> and that's your dick. And it is such a vulnerability, I think, with my hair, my edges, that dude in his dick after your Tinder date. <laughs> It's such a vulnerability there. And it's yeah. like, this is the real me. Yeah. I would appreciate if you acted like if you just went okay and you didn't go like negative with it, yeah. you know, or do the other thing where you're overcompensating and be like, this is the best hair I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so a white lady put the blue yarn in? Uh, she did. Actually, it, I'm impressed. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it felt great. like brain surgery. It felt like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> All the students are watching up and then you're looking down <laughs> because they were so stressed out about it. Oh my God. And they were like, just take it and twist it. Just twist it, Cynthia. Twist it. <laughs> and so I'm just sitting and my main concern is like, you know, I don't want it tight. I don't want anything right. tight on my edges. Right. My main concern is like, let's just make sure we're comfortable here. But these went, they're just looking and just like, yeah. like they've never been here before. Yeah. It's and tough. then like the tips of this got flat ironed on one photo shoot. What? I was like, why? Do Don't that. hit it with a flat iron. Why would you, what do you want me to look like? Oh, God, that's rough. It was pretty booty city. Yeah, I'm sorry. What about you? What's your experience on photo shoots? So I just did a photo shoot for Wild Fang for nice. this. Yeah. That's hot. Which is cool. And it was uh -huh. a it was an all-white production. Uh -huh. And but <laughs> <laughs> like that's a title card right. at the end of a movie. <laughs> it's like Harvey Weinstein, all, all white, white production. production. <laughs> <laughs> like La La Land's yeah. intro. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was La La Land. It was literally La La Land. Yeah. Wild Fang's fucking and, awesome. And it was like cool. They were great. Uh-huh. And she like did her research. She was like, I love your hair. Like, what do you want to do today? Like, she asked me what I wanted. That's hot. And then they were also like, we have some ideas. Like they went they clearly went to like black hair Instagrams. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
for like cool like architecture yeah. stuff yeah. and I was like my edges like are jacked like melanin art like at melanin art yeah they <laughs> yeah. were like on a <laughs> so it was like a really nice experience uh, and when I was like can you please gel down my edges she knew what that meant yes, gaga. yeah she Those knew she knew. She was like, "Yeah, I'm on it. I see. I see what's going on here." And I was like, "Thank you." That was like a subtle like yeah. acknowledgement without being disrespectful. Yeah. It's great. They match the like foundation perfectly on Get your face. Get the fuck face. out of here. She was great. Some was people really like. Good. I once did a fashion show, <laughs> <laughs> and they had to hello, call. Hello, hello, Fashion Week. <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, they had to call the head makeup artist. Oh, that's cool. It was cool until it got bad. And what? he was like, okay, everybody, come here. I'm going to show you how to do this. And oh, it no. was like a whole circle of people. And he like grabs my arm. He's like, look, you see this right here? We're trying to match this. We're going to try and get this here. What is here. this, a fucking swash department at Home Depot? <laughs> I'm not remodeling like my study. Like, what are you doing? This is Benjamin Moore blue ice. <laughs> And we're going to line it up on the wall. But it oh was, like, very God. dehumanizing, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's, a damn mess. That's people were getting paid a ton of money. You should know. But did you have fun at your lady? Because it was for what, Cosmo? Uh, allure. Uh, allure. Ooh. That's very grown up. That is very much for an audience who has Definitely. money. Definitely. Ready to buy products. I, I'm going to go to Anthro. That's yes. my flea market. Right. <laughs> Anthropology is my bazaar. Right. <laughs> I'm going to goop. Go to goop. I'm going to buy my allure. Right. So I did allure, and then I did Cosmo before that. And Cosmo was awesome because it was here, and it was at, like, the Ace Hotel downtown, Whoa. which I fucking love that hotel. And then um, it was, like, this. the woman who does my hair, she's, like, this braid wizard. Like, she literally does brandy, which means there's no more of a braid wizard. <laughs> Than That's a woman cool. who does Brandy's braids. And so it was incredible because I suggested her, and so she came to set, and she was like fucking Dumbledore, like level magic, where she and was I just like whipping now. shit up. Right, because you're reading the story. Yeah. But she was like <laughs> whipping shit up. She was putting like threads in there and shit. That's and cool. Everybody was like amazed. It was. Really iconic. Okay. This weekend, I am um, getting my hair done by like a celebrity hairstylist. She does Zoe Ooh. Kravitz's hair. What's your hair going to be? So I'm, I'm going to get like uh, braids, but I'm also going to get bangs. So I'm going to go back to having Ooh. bangs. Are you getting braided bangs or are yes, they out? Yes, braided bangs. Fuck, that's so living single, dude. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a 90s kind of world. Oh, great, I got my girl. <laughs> you have a movie coming out. I do. I'm so excited. Uh, I have a movie uh, called The Incredible Jessica James. Um, I play the character Jessica James. No braggies. Um, and uh, we took it to Sundance, and now it's going to premiere on Netflix July 28th, which is very exciting. That's huge. Yeah, it's very, That's huge. Very huge. Anyway... Uh, I'm really excited about that. That was a fun experience. Thank you, everybody, for clapping when I mentioned it. I'm very excited about it um, because you have a sensual scene in it. I do. I do. And, and you know what? I, I, want to, I want to come over to your apartment and just sit next to you and watch it. <laughs> like, elbows to elbow, just touching <laughs> like this and be like, when were you... Tremoring. <laughs> Did you Which say part? tremoring? Yeah, like your vagina was like tremor. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. So that <laughs> didn't happen. Um, also, my dad is here. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. He should, he should know because it's going to happen. You know our what brand. it is. This is our brand, Dad. Get used to it, man. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I, that was like probably right. for the movie, that was probably the thing I was most nervous about filming. Yeah. And uh, I had a really great partner uh, filming it, which was really nice. Cool. And uh, it was not sexual because it was really hot and then it was like a room full of like 15 white dudes. <laughs> like one of them's like eating a cliff bar. They're just like... <sighs> holding like a microphone over a right. sound box. So it wasn't like super sensual. It was more just like... 
a really sweaty series of apologies with acting in between. (laughs) That's so cool. But, you know, I would imagine that sometimes, like, I could see as an actor how you can get twisted up in the game, like how a Mr. and Mrs. Smith situation would happen. Right. I could see how that could Right, because, like, even though you're acting, your body is your body. It's Yeah. And it's your wonderland, you know? Yeah. All right, we should get this show started because we have a jam-packed show for you guys. It's... Uh, We're very excited to have our next act on. She is a T-Dope Queens fan favorite. Everybody loves her. We do, too. She's uh, been a writer on Broad City, on Difficult People. She has a Comedy Central half-hour special out. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Naomi F. Harrigan! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. La La Land, what are you doing? You guys, you're looking all fine. Y'all, I can't take it. Y'all like sexy vampires. I can't. I feel like I'm walking the streets like in a CW drama. You know what I mean? Um, I can't be sure, but I believe CW stands for Caucasian Woes. You know? You know what I mean? It's literally either like a comic book or a sexy vampire having a struggle. Every episode, a sexy vampire struggle. I love it. I'm like, oh, you're so old, you know? Y'all, it's like ridiculous. I just got here last night from New York. So I was like, so I'm like, you know, like I got up today and it was like this, I felt the sun was very aggressive. I felt like the sun was very like, I dare you to be depressed. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I will see your dear and raise you. You know what I'm saying? But it felt like a lot. And then when I was in the car, I feel like even the hobos in LA are fine. They all fucking just tanned and fucking sinewy. You know? It's like, bitch, you in CAA? What you doing up in here? Like, all the hobos are signed. All the hobos are signed. And it's too much for me. I straight, I'm like, I'm like, glasses, no glasses. Am I a lady? Am I worthwhile? It's too much. All I know is I'm getting avocado on that, you know? That's what I do here. I get avocado on that here. That's what I do when I'm in LA. I live that avocado life. You guys, thank you for coming out. I really need this multiculti safe space. I need this multiculti safe space. I need it. I need it. I have clocked the brown people. I have clocked it. I am into it. There are hair stories I feel safe. You gotta do this shit. It's so stressful. Ever since 11-9, it's been so fucking stressful. You know what I mean? Everybody's on edge, you know? Like, it's like very triggered. It's like, honey, I see a lacrosse stick. I got to stand back, you know? I was just in Boston last weekend. They all fucking got a fleece pullover. They all look like they've just come from the gym and have so much hope. And I hated it. I fucking hated it. You know, like the level of tension, it just feels like, like if America was a character in a movie, like this, this moment in time, it would be the moment when America coughs into a rag and then pulls it away and sees blood, you know? You know what I'm talking about. You know that moment. You know that moment. It's like, America, girl, you got the consumption. You need to get your affairs in order. This is act three, you know? That's how it feels. This level of tension is very stressful. I don't know. What I'm doing now, you know, it's about self-care. It's about self-care right now, okay? And so a lot of what I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of true crime, okay? I am. I am. I'm watching it. I'm podcasting it. And, you know, if you don't understand, let me say it, because, like, nothing, because nothing helps put your shit in perspective like true crime. Because I was, like, legit watching this true crime about a lady who was kept in a fucking box for a week and a half. And it was like, I'm fine. You know? It's like, bitch was in a box. I'm worried about a text. You know, so it's very important. It's like, okay, I'm not living that box life. So I'm doing great. 
And you need that perspective. You need the perspective. It's too easy to feel like you're a victim. Then you realize someone's in a box. I was watching one where like the husband, the husband had killed his wife, Natch, okay? If you know these programs. If you know these programs, it's classic, you know? And they were a wealthy family and they had a babysitter and this is the point, they can't find her and they asked the ba- that someone calls the babysitter, they're like, you know, like, have you seen Deborah? And the babysitter was like, no, I haven't, but you know what? She's probably locked in the basement of the Hamptons house. Okay, okay, let me explain, okay? Okay, if you don't watch true crime, normally how it goes is the husband kills the wife and then everybody's giving testimonials like, they seem so happy, you know, like they were in love. What I love is that, like, somebody knew Deborah's ass was in the basement from the chunk. You know what I'm saying? It was like, no, Deborah in the back. I done called the police several times. I have left voicemails letting them know Deborah's ass is probably in the basement. You know? And it makes me feel a lot better about when I get mad at Jubu not doing dishes. Jubu is my Jewish boo if you did not know my true. Thank you. Thank you. I will be a Jewish wife. Is anybody here chosen? Okay, excellent. Can we talk about Passover for a hot ass minute? Because I just had my Passover with Jubu's family. Okay, and my issue is like, I feel like what I got from Passover is like if Judaism had a slogan, it would just be like, Judaism, taste the sadness. You know? Like, we legit, I legit ate some celery dipped in salt water to remind me of the tears of my ancestors. Okay, 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 chosen people. Listen, I get it, like hashtag never forget, you know? But I just feel like, you know, if I done made it through, this is the new you know, I don't know, the new generation, everybody survived, why we gotta drink tears? Why can't we just be like, we alive, let's eat pancakes. You know what I'm saying? It was horrible. Fuck it. And then, and then I was the youngest person at the Seder, so I had to find the Afi Komen. Now for you non-chosen people, the Afi Komen is basically a matzah, which is a dry cracker, in, in some tissue. And I had to run around looking for this. Luckily, I watched enough procedurals. I was able to bring my intellect into it. But I was so like stressed out about it. And then after I said to Jubu, I was like, why they make me look for the goddamn Afi Komen? This is an activity for like a six-year-old, you know? And he goes, well, you could have just said no. I was like, my black ass can't be up in Seder saying no. You know what I'm saying? I can't be rolling up very guess who's coming to Seder situation. Being like, I don't think so. No, 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 my black ass had gefilte fish. You know? You guys are wonderful, that's my time. Bless your heart. Give it up for Naomi F. Harrigan. Not Khaleesi from New York City. Just wants a procedural. This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash dopequeens today to get 10% off your first month. You know, Jess and I have been doing a lot of shows. I feel like we've done like close to like a thousand. I was gonna say like eighty. <laughs> <laughs> we did like eighty to ninety shows. Yeah. And they've all been lit, obviously. They've all been amaze balls. And um, I hate amaze balls. You. It's you like lolcat. It. Like I can't. Okay. It's like what? Like lolcat. Like lolzas. I whatever. Anyway. 
Who says lol cat? People. People say it. They go awesome sauce. Like, shut the fuck I up. Like, I like awesome sauce. Why? And that's like, just literally have ketchup. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> awesome sauce is the, like even better than catsup. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we have, you know, the show has been just phenomenal. I, I heard a snort. What is happening? Yeah. Was it you? Who was it? Oh, yes. everybody, it's the guy in the Ruka hat, oh FYI. Oh, my God. Oh, he was so embarrassed, Wait, but everybody your... snitched. Yeah. <laughs> what's your name? Steve. Oh, oh Steve. Steve. A Steve ain't never hurt nobody. I know. Well, Steve Jobs hurt some people. No. But, but that's what you do to make the goddamn iPhone. It's I fine. Mean, like, nobody like, cares but that don't you deny got your, your feelings daughter. hurt in a meeting. Don't deny your daughter. What do you mean, okay. don't deny Have your daughter? Have you not seen the movie? Are you talking about the Michael Fassbender yes. one? I only saw the Ashton Kutcher one. <laughs> I saw the Ashton Kutcher one. I was like, cool, enough of that. Done. And I no. never touched a Steve Jobs movie I'm ever on, again. I'm a whole with Tim oh, Cook. I'm Hi, sorry. Tim Cook. Sorry, Jess is disrespectful. No, the Michael Fassbender movie is so riveting. Because right, I, I didn't know Steve Jobs was so controversial. He is. Yeah, he was. He was a complicated it was man. Intense, but so. he gave me the iPhone, so. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, thank you for being an amazing audience member. What do you do for a living? He you works work in production. production. Boots on the ground, baby. Yes. Where Get is, it. What are you, a line producer? What do you do? He's a line producer. You are a line producer. How did you do that? You know how? Because line producers always have perfectly fitted caps like yes. that. Yes. 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 Wow. Yes. That's amazing. Wait, what do you line produce? We work at World of Wanda. Oh, World of Wanda? Wanda. What is RuPaul like? RuPaul brings me murder, she wrote DVDs. No! Okay. That's my shit. RuPaul is such a giving person that he brings murder, she wrote DVDs to Steve. That's literally so Your cool. Your life is cool, but... Yeah. Anyway, back to what we were saying. Yeah, thanks so much to you guys for supporting Seriously. Us. Seriously. <clears throat> and you know, it's two dope queens, and we're like, we want to like kind of like mix it up. So we've added a third dope queen. Three. <laughs> Fucking three dope queens. And that queen is here tonight. Please give it up for the third dope queen. <laughs> <laughs> This is very exciting because I am riding on Portlandia this yeah. season. That's right. So you're my boss. No, it's not a boss situation. It's, it is, though. No, I don't think so. I think we're all just but writing. But you write and the checks, to... though. Yes. Yeah, I have to write the checks. <laughs> and tonight, everybody gets paid. <laughs> it's a lot of checks. <laughs> What's it like to be my boss? Uh, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. A lot of yelling. <laughs> Do people still use checks? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that hasn't I, disappeared yet? My sister just like wrote me a check at Bevmo. It was very weird. Oh, really? I said, why don't you Venmo me? She said, no, I just have to get rid of these checks. And so she wrote me a check. <laughs> I got a $35 much? check. 35 bucks. I know. I told her not to do it. But this is somebody who uses a check. Yeah, they seem flimsy, don't they? <laughs> it seems like it could mean nothing. It could just be it a piece of paper. It could be nothing. It's, it's abstract in a way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and don't you have to like write really hard so that it goes all the way through? Yes. Isn't that yes. the whole thing? The second page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is like how Three Dope Queens starts. We talk about the history of checks. Yes. It's very, very timely information. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, in all seriousness, this is the final season of Portlandia. Yeah, you guys didn't know that. Yeah. 
It's been announced. It's like literally well, like, guys, come on. Yeah. We, we we're not breaking news. We kind of start, you know, we just had this decision. We're like, uh, how long are we going to go? Let's do eight seasons. But we never made it like a really hard, like sort of uh, decision. It wasn't like uh, a big announcement, mm-hmm. but it just sort of s- started turning out that way. So it kind of is, but who knows? How do you feel about it? Do you feel a little melancholy? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to answer in a short way. No. <laughs> uh, uh, not, not really because uh, you know we're all still friends all the writers are friends with each other so I feel like we'll always work together and always work on something and you know Carrie's my best friend so we're always we're always Aww. working on one thing that's beautiful that's but sweet. I'm suing her that's the thing <laughs> I'm suing everybody yeah for a what? general's lawsuit against everyone. Just a general? <laughs> Gen- and it's going to be called general. General lawsuit. <laughs> it's a bummer. I'm going to be such a hassle. That's what's going to get me paid. <laughs> Whoa. So what's been like some of your most favorite moments working on the show? Um, I like doing, there's these characters we do. They're called the weirdos. It's like these goth, this couple oh, that Karen yeah. and I do. Yeah. Yes. And... We got long black hair and like white ghoulish. And, and there was a moment uh, where we, we've done a bunch of sketches. We did one where we went to the beach and we had all our gear on. Yeah. Glenn Danzig was there and it was like a, it was like a dream. And then and we did one sketch uh, a couple years ago where I was like describing my funeral. And, yeah. and I, I wanted that, I wanted to go out as a message to everyone that that's what I really want my funeral to be like. like <laughs> A, a terrifying, scary, horrifying <laughs> event. So it was like real life and art mixed together. Yeah. You know? But also, how do, how do you like it? Are you enjoying it? I hope I'm you're... having so much fun. It's just what like, if you didn't? Yeah, you just what told him. What if I was like, actually, it's kind of terrible. Oh my god! I hey, had that notes. can happen though. I was but so nervous. You you didn't seem nervous. I was. I was you... like quiet in the beginning. What? What? Yes. I felt I. <laughs> you. I felt like I was quiet. No. I was quiet. Showed quiet. Up, I, you showed up full confidence. No, I'm always know? like, I'm like, I'm not talking enough and like, I'm not cool enough. No, no. And then you guys like make all these references to like white things that like I don't know. Like what? Is it a lot of kombucha? And no, but it's like, that, what are you guys doing white? in there? <laughs> What are some other references? It'll be like, can I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Come like on. when you were like, you're like, Jeff Tweedy like texted me and I was like, who is that? <laughs> who is Jeff Tweedy? Is that a made up name or is that a real person? I had no idea. <laughs> Did but it everybody was on, it was know on, who that was? It was on a group text message, so I just <laughs> wrote back nothing. It didn't. <laughs> It didn't occur to me. And also, what a white name. It is, yeah. like, right? Tweety. 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 Like Tweety Bird. Like, <laughs> it, I am so sorry. It's a- <laughs> you but should he, be. But he's a musician, he's correct? A, he's a heavy hip-hop, South Central. <laughs> just really. So he's like, what's up? I'm motherfucking Jeff yeah, Tweety. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's Damn. heavy stuff. I can't, really, is this? Is wow. the real? He's the real deal. Yeah. So Sweetie sometimes Mary. it just I just don't say anything. I'm like I don't know. Oh, that is so funny. That didn't occur to me. It's but okay. I wonder if everyone else in the room knows. I'll bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so we need to have an office meeting. Uh, is it that? Is that country singer? Isn't there a Tweety country singer? Country singer that exists? Conway Tweety. Conway Tweety. Yeah. Conway That's what I did. Conway no. Twitty. Different person. Cool. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Tweedy's from a band called Wilco, and he's like a oh, cool. singer-songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah. we know Wilco because we went to like mostly white colleges. Right. Uh-huh, yeah. That, you've heard but that. Know, you've heard we that. don't know the not, lineup. Not like you yeah. couldn't just put yeah. Wilco in front of me. Yeah. And I'd be like, that's Jeff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it can be right here. Yeah, The yeah. whole band. <laughs> that's, that's Jeff. There you go. And that's Jeff. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Scott. Is there a Scott and Wilco? Oh, probably. No, there's not Scott. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> no, there's a, um, there's a Glenn. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's always a Glenn right. on Sirius XMU talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A John. There's, a John. there's always a John. Yeah. yeah. XMU. You guys listen to XMU? I do. Yeah. 
actually. Yeah. I was here and I got to listen to their Coachella coverage for the last two weekends. That was really interesting. Did you, Did you like, like it? it? It was oh my okay, gosh, but I don't. That was that's great. iconic. You guys, that that's was, iconic. We jinxed. But I don't, you know, sometimes I don't like live music. Live music is weird. It doesn't sound like I want it. No. No, you're right. It's weird. What? You're right. I it's, love live music. The, the, no. Something is too loud. Some, everything else is too soft. And also for Coachella, every act, because I listen to the same thing, every single one of them says, Coachella! <laughs> In the song. <laughs> Did Kendrick Lamar do that too? Was he like, Coachella? I miss, I miss, I miss Lamar, but I, I am oh, not man. exaggerating. Everyone I heard said That's it. so Did funny. Did anyone go to Coachella? Yeah. Six people went. Yeah. yeah. And you live to tell the tale. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I just, I don't, I wish that I like, I don't really like, like concerts or anything because I feel like stressed out little social anxiety. It just doesn't sound I love concerts. Great. But what about the act of seeing yes. a person, like a famous person? You're like, that's him yeah. or her. Yeah. yeah, him or her. They're doing the thing that I love. Who's the best act that you guys have ever seen? Ooh. One of the best. Uh, Prince. Easily Prince. Yeah. Easily. I saw Prince at Coachella and that was really life-changing. I mean, there's nothing that like it. That was incredible. It. He was head to toe made to perform. So everything yeah. he did was, was incredible. Wow. Cool. So anyway, oh, let me, I'll, so Prince is, uh, he's this artist from, <laughs> wait, guitar, piano, beautiful voice. Yes, and yes. That, yeah. Oh, but wow, you, he sounds, he sounds great. Yeah. yeah, we'll fill you in on that. Did he, like, make it, really? Do you have any he, albums? Always or? on the verge. Wow. Always on the verge. <laughs> Record companies were wow. like, we're gonna, one of these days we're gonna get this guy. It was OTV, yeah. always on the verge. <laughs> what about you? What was one of, like, the best performances you've ever seen? When I saw Kanye West, oh, I want to yeah. say in 09, it yeah. was really incredible. Yeah. He I was saw great. Him, uh, I saw him at Coachella, and it was really funny because Gold Digger had just come out. Nice. And he had walked out, and he was like, all right, everybody, I'm about to sing Gold Digger, but white people, just so that y'all know, y'all could definitely say the N-word today. That's what the song was made for. What? And I felt like <laughs> a That's camping okay. site full of white people just unclench at once. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, not okay. Releasing of assholes like collectively. That is not what Martin Luther King Jr. wanted. I know. That's not like his okay. I have a dream wasn't that. That's but it all. It was nice for him to address like the elephant on the field. Right. On the polo field. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. And I was, it's, it's crazy to be a black person in that situation because you're like, oh, so you just gonna make this shit for everybody then? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so can we talk about SNL yeah, a little bit? Like, I yeah. Mean, yeah, you were yeah. like one of my favorite people on SNL yeah. ever, 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 ever. That's really very nice. I really appreciate cool, it. Cool, 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 cool. I cool. always watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. This sounds like a, like one of those fake humility things to say, but like a lot of there's a lot of writers behind it, so they're the ones who kind of make it seem like brilliant. Aww. I'm just saying Dude, that that's shut the, it down. that's true. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, I okay. <laughs> So, if I'm being completely honest, be completely honest. You were like one of my least favorites. Yes, <laughs> that's what I want to hear. You sucked. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> no, that's who, who was it? Andy Samberg. That's who it was. Yeah. <laughs> were you like, well, it was the writers, really? That yeah, that was the writers. <laughs> yeah, that, all that brought Andy down. <laughs> But yeah, so you were on SNL for what, like eleven years? Wow, which is crazy. 11. Yeah, that's a crazy. long time. Because from what I know about the show, it seems like it's literally it becomes your life. It's twenty four hours a day. How do you handle doing that you for kinda, eleven you, years? You kind of don't. It just drains you. You just li- every moment. Wonderful. Wow. You, it's like you just write and rewrite and rewrite, and then Sunday comes and th- th- already you're thinking of the next week. You're like, it's, but it's great. It's like the best thing that ever happened to me. Aww. But I, I loved every minute of it, but it was a, like a full, full-time job. Yeah. So it was like, but it's kind of romantic because like you just write so much and like your eyes are stinging and you can barely talk. <laughs> but then you feel like you're like a soldier. You know what yeah. I mean? You're yeah. just like, yeah, it's for the show. <laughs> yeah. Just to backtrack. So you were doing music and then you just decided to switch to comedy? Like, how did that come about? Well, my, I was in a band and we were going nowhere. Oh. Really. <laughs> a lot of work. A lot of work. Van, touring everywhere. Wow. And it was just, 
you know, some, sometimes some people would show up, but it was like a lot of years of that. I was playing the drums, and it was a punk band. And um, then all of a sudden, uh, I made a video where I was interviewing people at a music festival, and I played different characters. I was like a m mentally ill person, a blind person, a deaf person, a German person. And I would just interview bands. It's a big palette. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, put really... a I put a video together of it, and I started showing it at these clubs, and more people would turn out for that than, than the band. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. It really happened that way. Where wow. I was like, oh. So it was a very instant, like, oh, maybe I'll just go this direction. And I just kept getting more and more jobs doing that. So and then, I, then I was auditioning for SNL and stuff. So I, it was a good lucky break all the way through. That's Are you so still doing music now? Yeah, once in a while. I'm still, I still play, and, uh, but more for comedy. Like, I'll do, like, a fake band or, like... It's always, it's always. I'm not, I'm not gonna have a moment of like, I'm actually a very serious singer or anything like that. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear it. No, it's just like. But for fake bands, I like doing it. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have any fun like road stories from your time touring? Um, yeah. Let's see. Well, there's one that's not so fun. Um, <laughs> Great. Excellent. But my the band I was in, Trenchmouth, the singer, uh, we we played in. <laughs> Wait, Trenchmouth. Trench yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. We played we played in Las Vegas, and we opened up for this band called Down by Law, and we played in Las Vegas. This is in the '90s, and um, our singer's black, and uh, all of a sudden we saw that like sort of like neo Nazis were showing up, like skinheads. Bummer. Yeah, that's the thing Whoa. about pop music sometimes. It was yeah. shocking. It was shocking because I heard stories. I was like, that doesn't really happen to people. And they showed up, but was also, there was like skinhead girls too, uh, you know, whoa. like that sort of haircut that's like shaved but com comes down over here. Yeah. And we started playing, and they sort of were zekiling and stuff. <gasps> and then we and then we stopped. I was like, well, that's that. And then I went outside, and I was like, I've got to rethink this whole thing, you know. Wow. Um, so that was just one of the low points. We had many high points, but <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, there's no skinheads right. here tonight. That's for sure. Well, wait, we don't know. <laughs> Turn the house lights up. Turn yeah, the house let's lights. get that house light. Wouldn't that be funny? There's like four over there. I would be, <laughs> I would be livid. I would be confused and livid. <laughs> Two black women joking? What the fuck? <laughs> they talking about black hair? Go fuck yourself. Oh, they're still on stage. <laughs> cool. <laughs> do you have any stories about being on the road is there something that's happened to you that like I feel like not with two dope queens well, one time we took like a um, a pedicab together uh, really late at night <laughs> through Austin Texas uh -huh. that, that was, was a wild time that was fun it's yeah. too slow of a Yes. Form of transportation, it's, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like and bumpy. You can feel like whenever they get up and press down on the bike, yeah. you can you just feel, feel that. the work. Yeah, yeah. It's like feeling the labor. Yeah. yeah. I don't like gross. that. It's, I like, I just like pretending like, like when I'm in a lift, I'm like, oh, it's like not really anything. But yeah. like when you feel someone pedaling, you're like, oh, no. Right. The sweat. Yeah. yeah. Everything. It's, it's like having your hand on someone's stomach while they're eating. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yes, yes, yeah. exactly like yeah. that. Really gross. <laughs> I did have one, this was like early on when I was doing stand-up, and uh, my friend Jamie Lee and I, we used to travel and do all these shows, and we, so we went to Boston, and when you start out, yes, Boston, you know. Fucking Boston. Pros and cons with that city. Um and I want to say this is like maybe seven years ago. And when you're starting out early, you just couch surf. And so we're in our twents, and we, um, you're just like, oh, I'll just stay at like whatever random dude's like apartment. It's like totally fine. So we stayed at this guy's place. We we're like sleeping on his couch, and he only had one bath towel. So like. I would like take a shower, dry off my puss, and then pass the towel to her. And so we got really close. I mean, that's friendship. If you could survive that. And like, I like had like cocoa butter on. And so she was like, I am really enmeshed in your life now. 
Um, and then the other one, the other... <laughs> so this is in the same trip. So that one night we were staying at this place, and then the second night we were staying at like another male comedian's place. And... Um, we walk into his house, and he's like, I'm going to be out of town, so it's totally fine. And we're like, great, we have the house to ourselves. So we walk in downstairs. It's like so neat. Like, there's snacks. We're like, oh, this place is bomb. So we get up to his bedroom. We open the door. There's like a used condom on the ground. It's, you know? It's, I don't understand why they, both these people felt the need to invite you over. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if that was, if I only had one towel, I'd be like, I don't, I, people can't come over. I, 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 that's the crazy part. They're like, look at my towel. <laughs> that's the hard part. That sounds pretty brutal. All that stuff sounds yeah, pretty brutal. Yeah, stand-up is not glamorous when yeah, you start out. That sounds really intense. It's really bad. Yeah, yeah. we're sorry. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but I'm writing on your show now, so everything yeah. worked out. Yeah. It was all worth it. All worth it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you all very much. Everybody give it up for Fred bring up our final comic of the night i know yep but you're gonna love it so she's good. fantastic she tours the country she is a beast in this game she has a sh new show coming out on tuesday called truth and eliza on freeform please give it up for eliza schlesinger It's been windy as fuck. It like knocked out all of Thai town. Like there's nowhere to eat after this. And it's always hard, especially for comedy, to get women to come out when like weather is inclement because we're so tempestuous as it is. We're just like, I just want to stand. We're just like, let's go. That we got to stand, Zion. Just stay inside and be gross. Let's just stay inside and be gross. We get so gross. Guys have no fucking idea. And you're like, no way, my girlfriend's hot. I'm like, give it a minute. Like, it's just, the hotter your girlfriend is, I guarantee you the fucking grosser the center console in her Civic is. Just fucking broken tampons. Tampons that like struggled out of the wrapper. Like, it's me! Why are they, why are we still wrapping tampons in paper? Why? I can't think of a more easily penetrable material. It may as well wrap your fucking tampons in like cotton candy and well wishes. There's always crap, there's always pennies with gum glommed onto the side of Lincoln's head. The bottom of your purse is a fucking river sticks. It's just a nightmare. Why is there always a crumbled Nature's Valley granola bar? eat these things, you stick your hand down there, you come up with oats under your fingernails, you're like, ah! What kind of fucking POW shit is that, Nature's Valley? Under my fingernails, you're like, ow, tasty, ow, tasty. You stop putting effort in when you get comfortable. Well, that's what, you know, that's what growing closer is, but at the beginning, you are, like, when you first start dating someone, it's like, chick, chick, like, you are fucking ready, right? Like he comes over and you're like posing around your house. Like, hey, did you need a drink? Like, we do that. Girls do that. It's very, it's like in nature. Like we do it to like get your attention. Like, ah, like we do it. <laughs> guys will tell you the story. If you meet, if you go with the guys, like, yeah, I was at a bar and I saw my girl for the first time. I'm like, no motherfucker. I saw you first. I clocked you. And then I made myself. There's no way men don't, are not that observant. They can only see like three colors. Okay. <laughs> There's no way. I made you see me. I fucking posted up and like to make. And you were like, oh, and I was like, ah! And then we try to look even, we'll tell our friends to set us up. Like, you're like, oh my God, that guy's so hot. Say something. Like, Stacy, say something, say something funny. 
Say something funny, Sorla. That's what it looks like up close. My bro, she's smiling, she's so happy. Kill me! When you first start dating, like you're doing cute things, right? You're walking around on the balls of your feet so he can't see your butt flat foot because it looks like a walnut. I know. Walking around, you got your shorts rolled down. You're 35. What are you going to fucking cheer camp? Roll up! And then there are the clothes you wear when you're by yourself. Keep those at You think we stay hot? You're like, oh, babe, have a good day. You're like, oh my god, have an amazing day. The second we lock that door, we're like, off to the kitchen. The kitchen. Like a fucking pumpkin at midnight. Like, ah! Just walking around your house. When he's there, you put on like a push-up bra. When the boyfriend's around, you're in a push-up bra in your own home. You're just sitting there watching House Hunters like. (sighs) 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 Girls, when you live alone and you get home, what's the first thing you do? Take off your (laughs) phone. Just. Walking around like an orangutan. (laughs) Standing there eating ham out of a bag over the sink. Just thinking about how thin you're gonna be when you stop eating ham out of a bag over the sink. So gross. We're so gross. But like so fun. That's the thing, that's the thing that's been on my mind a lot, just the idea of how much women think about losing weight. And you can, you can lie and be like, I'm a good feminist, I don't think about it, and I call fucking bullshit, okay? Be an honest feminist, all right? We think about it a lot, it's like it's disease in our country. We think about it so much. I was with my boyfriend the other day, and we're walking, and he said, this is us walking, and he like tells me some like serious story about his parents' divorce, and it was really hard, and I'm like going through the motions of listening, and my face looked like I'm listening, but inside, I swear you guys, all I was thinking was like, I'm gonna get so thin this summer. Like, that's all I care about. <laughs> And it's not enough to be thin, right? You gotta be, because our society hates women so much, you gotta be thin, like you gotta be the kind of thin where it's like, what up bitches, find me, like that kind of thin. (laughs) And it's an exhausting thing, so what I will say is this, uh, your bodies are perfect. They really are. I looked at everyone coming in, no one's weird. It's always one girl in the back with like a horn, like what about me, not you. I'm gonna body, get rid of it, you're gonna cause an accident. Okay? Your bodies are perfect and it's this sickness we're so consumed with becoming this perfect version of a photoshopped image that actually doesn't exist. And the kicker is the things that upset us about our bodies, men typically don't even notice. The things that, if you've ever fucked a dude or you're gonna fuck one tonight, I see some tall beings in the crowd. They're like, she brought me here. If you've done, (laughs) I really wanna fuck later. I didn't know what this was. (laughs) Look, it's my sister. But if you've ever been with any guy, you've got a boyfriend or whatever, he didn't care about the shit that you don't like. You're like, my thighs jiggle. He's like, are you gonna gonna keep breathing during sex? You're like, yeah. You're like, great, that's all I need. That holds up in court, that's all. You, You showed up, you gave him somewhere warm to park it, like he's fine. But look at this, look, he's not gonna care, okay? They don't, and also, by the way, the things that we hate about our bodies, like girls, have you ever seen a scrotum? (laughs) What the fuck is that? I can't have this, but you have two dead baby birds (laughs) hanging from your penis. And that's cool. I can't have the cellulite that every other woman has, but you have two Klingons. Like just, and notice every guy here is laughing because men aren't taught to scrutinize their bodies. Every guy here is like, it's super gross. Want it on your face for free? (laughs) I did it. Take a page from that book. And we have this emphasis in our country on being thin, right? Like, like thin. 
And I thought about it for a very long time. I was like, why the emphasis on thin? Why is that the preferred aesthetic in America? Because you go to like South America, like shit's just hanging out. People are just like fucking in the sun. Orale. Like it's fine. It's not a big deal. But here, it's emphasis on thin. And I thought about it, and it's because in America in particular, men find vulnerability very attractive. Thin represents vulnerability. When you're thin, my bones, I can't open this jar. Please open this. And, they, and men are very action-oriented creatures. They like to help. You're like, help, my leg is caught in a bear trap. Hoo-ha. They're like, I'll save you. And they come in, they like to help. As a woman, we're very cerebral. We're like, I just want to talk about the bear trap. Please, please listen to me. They find it attractive when you need help. It's attractive when a woman's in distress so they can physically aid you. That's why the term is damsel in distress, not overly opinionated dyke who needs a fucking hand. That's why it's that. That's why it's always a beautiful princess trapped in a tower or a lovely maiden tied to the train tracks. It's never some thick bitch named Linda. Like, grab me those jumper cables. Let's go. Come on, hustle. (laughs) Thin is attractive to them because when you're thin, there's no fat on your body. When there's no fat on your body, you're cold. And when you're cold, you stay inside. And when you stay inside, you don't vote. Ah! Perfect crowd for that joke. I wrote that joke before the election, but I feel like it holds up. Look, comedy is all about uh, authenticity, and honestly, I can only speak with authenticity from my own perspective. I am an upper-middle-class white woman. God, I hope I die that way. But the expectation of being that sort of rail thin is one that's especially put upon white women and has been for about the last 50 years. Not thin, we're talking like garden party, like nipples to belt buckle, like crackers, like that kind of thin. And it was only in the last 30 years that women of color and women of other ethnicities rose to prominence and made it socially acceptable to have the body of a grown woman. Like Jennifer Lopez came out of nowhere with the backside of a brontosaurus like And like it became okay. And somewhere in our social conversation with every human wanting to be, God forbid, treated like a human, it became okay to say to white women, to our faces, you're fat. Fucking kill yourself, Suzanne. Like it became okay to say it because we're white, so life must be easy, which it is for sure. Some of you know. It's great. Uh, It's great. The coupons, it's great. but it also became okay because nobody is afraid of the clapback from a white girl. If you watch Snapped, you fucking would be, but in general, <laughs> demographically, we're not known for having any heat. We're not spicy. There's no heat in our hearts. And here's a scoop of Briar's vanilla bean ice cream. <laughs> like the non-dairy. Demographically, you go up to a white woman, go up to 100 white women and be like, you look fat. 50% of us will take it lying down like, I'm sorry, Chad. Please get back in the kayak. (laughs) I brought Jenga. For such an unfairly treated portion of our society, you know who has an unshakable sense of self-esteem? Black women. Like literally, but like literally all of them. Now, the reason it seems or is the fact that black women have such a high sense of self-esteem is because so many hundreds of years in our society, they've been treated like third-class citizens. So if they ever wanted any sort of self-esteem boost, they had to look from within. That's a whole other TED Talk. My point is, because of that, because of being hardened to society's slings and arrows, you can't tell a sister on her something doesn't look good. It won't phase her. Try it. Go up to a black chick. I dare you. Go up to a black chick and be like, I don't like those jeans. Watch her expression and learn from it because your opinion, go up to any black chick and be like, I don't like those jeans. She'd be like, bullshit, I see you looking. I think that's my time. Thanks for having me, you guys. heard Eliza Schlesinger, Fred Armisen, and Naomi Perrigan. Two Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Salataroff. What up, girl? Jen Point. Hey, hey, hey. Paula Schumann. Yo, yo, yo. And Rachel Neal. Hey, boo, hey. Our team includes Joe Plord, Matt Boynton, Ed Haber, 
George Wellington, Isaac Jones, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Broski. Jeff, call me boo. Kit, y'all. K-I-T. That's short for keep in church. Oh my God, I hate you. Anyway, (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. Follow us on Facebook, though. That's where you get all the updates on season four. Plus, find out what the queens are up to. Hock us. That's short for have a kick-ass summer, y'all. And I got a quick question for you guys before you go. Is it the end of season three and you still have not subscribed or rated us or written a review? Come on, people. Get with it. What have you been doing with your life? What else is more important than this show? Your pending divorce? Jesus. Your big move to Paris? Your kids' uh, soccer games? I don't fucking think so, dog. So get on it. Really dark stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love you guys the most. Well, not the most. I love my parents the most. This has been a great season. You guys have been fantastic. We love you so much. Yeah, thank you. Seriously, thank you. Bye, Q. Bye. Plus, we've got Naomi. Ak- <clears throat> oh, fuck. good, good. <laughs> Joke on a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so what? That we- nope. Ah, oh, fuck. I was I'm gonna sorry. be gross. It's okay. What were you gonna say? Let's hear it. Don't let that cum hit your throat on the way down, bitch. Oh my god. That's because he said choke on it. I was trying to riff. I hated it. I don't want to support the patriarchy like that. That was so intense. I know. That was like Pornhub intense. It was really like (laughs) Pornhub, like comment section tense. This WNYC Studios podcast is supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, work with one that has your best interests in mind. Visit quickenloans.com slash WNYC for more information. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030.